Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. in the supermarket pleading for your dream breakfast cereal like your life depended on it the breakfast cereals of the 1980s ushered in a whole new era of products that were highly desired by kids an explosion of cereal varieties and characters along with great advertising campaigns made these breakfast cereals as coveted as some toys so today i'm going to attempt to count down from my perspective what i think the 10 best cereals of the 1980s were. Some were maybe not necessarily from the decade and some were never to be seen again. If you grew up like me, you probably were very rarely allowed sugary junk cereal. Anything that came from a brightly colored box with a cartoon of some sort on it wasn't going to be making it into my bowl. We were raised on the standard Cheerios, Corn Flakes, Weedabix. If we were lucky, Honey Nut Cheerios. That was as, as, as extravagant as our cereal choices got. A lot of the things I was seeing in commercials could not even really be considered foods. They were more like, you know, fake foods. They're like bubble gum, but that didn't matter. I wanted them more than life itself. Seeing cookie crisp commercials when you were younger was traumatizing, knowing that I could never get to have cookies for breakfast. To me, this was the very definition of utopia. A big thing would happen in the summers, however, when we would head north to a cottage. Our whole family would be there sharing these cottages and my aunts and uncles were in charge of the food. I remember almost passing out the day I saw a box of corn pops and fruity pebbles on the countertop. For a young me, this was a dream come true. The problem for these brands was that they were 100% targeted to kids and really had no hope of cornering the adult market, except for, you know, stoned and high college students. So over the years, the top selling breakfast cereals have had been an interesting mix. You've got at the top Honey Nut Cheerios, Frosted Flakes, Honey Bunches of Oats, Regular Cheerios, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Special K, Mini Wheats, 
and Lucky Charms. So for top selling cereals, there's a few kid friendly choices in there. But now I'm gonna look at what I think are the 10 best of the 80s. Number 10. Hey, Smurfs, let's surprise Papa with breakfast in bed. It's all fiber too, Papa Smurf. Smurf Berry Crunch cereal, a very Smurfy part of this nutritious breakfast. I will never get over that yokel Smurf. I think that's hilarious. Made by Post, Smurf Berry Crunch cereal came out in 1983. It was fruity sweetened corn oat and wheat cereal fortified with the usual extra vitamins that get completely removed during the manufacturing process. It was a red and purple cereal that kind of looked like berries and would lead to magic Smurf berry cereal in 1987, which contained marshmallows. And the one big takeaway here will always be that you can never go wrong adding marshmallows to something. Number nine. Ghost, ghost, solar Pac-Man cereal. Then let's go ghost shopping. Ghost shoppers. No Super Pac-Man! Now this crispy corn cereal has added new Super Pac-Man marshmallows like me, the biggest ghost chomper of all! Ooh, ooh. Ghost chompers! I'm a ghost chomper too! It's Pac-Man! A chomping good part of a nutritious breakfast with me! And me! Super Pac-Man! Speaking of marshmallows, this is a pretty awesome marshmallow-based cereal that came out in 1983. The arcade game was obviously massive, and this of course needed to be followed up in cereal fashion. Made by General Mills, Pac-Man cereal was a crunchy, sweetened corn cereal with marshmallows. The cereal part was basically the round dots that Pac-Man would eat, and the marshmallows were shaped like various Pac-Man characters, like Miss Pac-Man and some of the ghosts who actually had names, Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and for some reason, Clyde. This one kind of had a Corn Pops Kicks taste to it, if you remember, and that uh, specific crunch. And the kids in the commercials eating the cereal were considered ghost chompers. So would you be a ghost chomper at home? Do you recognize the voice of Super Pac-Man from the commercial? Sounds a lot like Paul Winchell, who did the voice of Gargamel on the Smurfs. He was also the voice of Tigger. And if you want the fact of the podcast, this is the man who helped to co-create one of the first artificial hearts with Dr. Heimlich, yes, of the Heimlich Maneuver. So don't say I never teach you anything. Okay, number eight. Who are you waiting for? Ice Cream Jones. And new ice cream cone cereal. My name's Ice Cream Jones. I'm bringing the kids my ice cream cones. A crunchy new cereal for breakfast. The great taste of ice cream cones. Whoa! I'll have vanilla. Give me chocolate chips. They look like little ice cream cones. And taste like them. The crunchy part of this nutritious breakfast. My name's Ice Cream Jones. With the great taste of ice cream cones. New ice cream cone cereal. Ice cream cone cereal is 
a perfect example of a company not giving a crap with what they're offering to kids in the 80s. Kind of the same way that went with cookies for breakfast. In this case, we have actual ice cream cone shaped and flavored cereal. I This is one I distinctly remember finally having at some point. It came out by General Mills and was released in 1987. I remember as a kid, this is my memory of the cereal. I'm only like... 10 years old. I remember thinking it was actually too sweet and it was actually like dessert for breakfast. And this is in your sweet tasting enjoyment prime. Ice cream cone cereal was made of puffs sweetened to taste like chocolate, vanilla, or chocolate chip flavor and sugar cone shaped pieces sweetened to taste just like real sugar cone. Probably explains the onslaught of cavities that were no doubt at an all-time high at this point in the 80s. The mascot for this cereal was good old Ice Cream Jones, who would deliver the cereal on an old-fashioned pedal bike, probably as a way to work off all that sugar. Number seven. And Koo's teaming up with a good balanced breakfast. Teaming up with Mr. T cereal. It's getting on the team. The team that knows how cool breakfast can be. You get a crispy corn taste with a touch of brown sugar. Teaming up with Mr. T. It's cool. Teaming up with Mr. T. Golden sweet crispy teas. One bite and you're gonna be eating with the team that's teaming up with Mr. T. It's cool. Teaming up with Mr. T. Made by Quaker Oats, this was kind of a Captain Crunch ripoff. Actually, it was a complete ripoff in the shape of teas to coincide with Mr. T. The difference is this one contained more iron and B vitamins than Captain Crunch. Mr. T cereal first came out in 1984 and would be a huge cereal hit in the 1980s. It capitalized on the popularity of Lawrence Tarode, a.k.a. Mr. T, who had achieved some mainstream success with his appearance in the Rocky movies and on the A-Team. Mr. T cereal was pretty much like addiction in a bowl, and it had one of the highest amounts of sugar ever put into a cereal. This uh, is like they call want moorishness, which we'll get to in another choice in a sec. What kid would not want this cereal, including myself? We loved Mr. T. They also had some great little catchphrases with it, like, team up with Mr. T, it's cool, or I pity the fool who don't eat my cereal. Quaker Oats was definitely not trying to sell us grammar with this one. And also, who could forget its appearance in a low-budget campy film called Pee-wee's Big Adventure, where Pee-wee acted out the line and then poured the cereal all over some eggs and pancakes. Mr. T cereal just completely dominated my life for this period in the 80s. Number six. It's here, the excitement, the adventure of a new force at breakfast. We'll call them C-3PO's. New C-3PO cereal from Kellogg's. Twin rings, phase together. For two crunches and every double O. A delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. Now you can experience the taste of Kellogg's C-3PO's. A crunchy new force at breakfast. May the force be with you. Another classic 80s cereal made by Kellogg, C-3PO cereal was a honey-sweetened oat and corn cereal that was in the shape of a figure eight. 
It came out in 1984, but only lasted two years. It was notable for having a cutout mask of Luke Skywalker on the back, and they tasted a lot like alphabets, if you remember alphabets. C-3PO cereal had an interesting release timing. Return of the Jedi had already been released, wrapping up the Star Wars trilogy. Kids thought this was the last they would ever see of Star Wars until commercials came out later on showing C-3PO and his cereal. It at least gave us some excitement for some new Star Wars content until the droids cartoon that would come out not too far after. And it would be a bigger gap until the later coming prequels. They could have maybe just ended things with the cereal. Number five. Come on! There's breakfast to be fun! This is a job for crunch power! Crunch away! Oh, can anything stop these soggies? Crunch power can! Yes, it locks delicious sweet taste in, so it's tough to sog out. This is right up your alley. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Captain Crunch is a crunchy part of a balanced breakfast. I'm going up strike. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Even though Captain Crunch goes back into the 1960s, most of us were, of course, aware of it during the 80s. It was based on a recipe that involved putting brown sugar and butter over rice. And I'm not making that up. Creating this flavor required coming up with a new special baking process that involved using an oil coating for flavor delivery, kind of like the Crunch Enhancer, the non-nutrient cereal varnish created by Clark Griswold. The design of this cereal was to create a desire to keep eating more of it. Remember I talked about that term, the want moreishness. This was an actual developed term by the company. And I have to agree because as I look back, I can't think of too many other cereals ever that I could eat more of than Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch was always a two to three bowl experience until it tore the living crap out of the roof of your mouth. I don't know if you can think back to eating the cereal. If you could stop at one bowl, you're a stronger person than I was. Again, this want moreishness was actually like addicting. Multiple, multiple bowls. And that was the goal of the company. Captain Crunch was the mascot of his own cereal and was actually based on an 18th century naval captain. You know how kids just love their naval captains. His actual name, this might be the fact of the podcast, his actual name was Horatio Magellan Crunch, which is awesome. And he is captain of a ship called the Guppy. 
Huge controversy exists, though, because Cap'n Crunch wears a uniform that has generally only shown three stripes, which would technically give him the rank of commander and not captain, which requires four stripes. So your whole childhood has been a fraud, I'm afraid. The voice of Captain Crunch in the commercials was done by Dawes Butler, who also did voices for Elroy Jetson, Huckleberry Hound, Snagglepuss, and the iconic Yogi Bear. A few other iterations of Cap'n Crunch have existed over the years, including Cap'n Crunch with Crunch Berries, Choco Crunch, Christmas Crunch, Oops All Crunch Berries, and Cap'n Crunch Orange Cream Pop Crunch, which, yes, was a real cereal. Number four. Just checking the traffic. Cookie Crook, this scheme to get Cookie Crisp isn't taking off. Who can blame me? It looks like little chocolate chip cookies. But Cookie Crisp cereal stays crispy in milk, and it's part of this complete breakfast. Well, Cookie Crook, it's time you started a new career. Yeah, this one's definitely winding down. If you like cookies, you'll love Cookie Crisp. Yes, the bane of my childhood existence has to have a place on this list. Ultimately, I got to try all these cereals, but not at the point where I wanted them more than anything. So I grew up in Canada, and even though we watched all the American channels and commercials, some of the products just didn't make it to our shelves and our stores. Cookie Crisp was one of them. That, or my mom had just hidden them all in the grocery store so I wouldn't freak out when I would first see them. Cookie Crisp cereal was made by General Mills. And this goes back to that period of the 80s where companies, it was the Wild West of advertising to children. They're not even trying to hide the fact they were trying to recreate the taste of chocolate chip cookies in cereal form. So sorry, 80s moms. It came out in the late 70s, actually, and used Cookie Jarvis as the mascot, which was an old Merlin wizard combination, if you remember that. This was changed into the familiar Cookie Crook and Cookie Cop of the 1980s. The commercials were based around Cookie Crook trying to steal the cereal from a live-action breakfast table only to be thwarted by the Irish-sounding Cookie Cop. So, for me, Cookie Chris holds a special yet frustrating place in my heart. Number three. Introducing a new star, Pro Stars. My mother taught me that a good nutritious breakfast is important. That's why new Pro Star cereal is part of my breakfast now. First, an ounce of Pro Stars with four ounces of milk is a good source of protein. Second, Pro Stars have a great toasted oat taste, lightly sweetened without added sugar. See, no sugar added. That's good. And mom likes my picture, too. New Pro Stars, a touch of sweetness without added sugar. So on that Canada theme, this one would mean the most to you if you grew up in Canada, like I did, and was enamored with Wayne Gretzky. I've had trouble finding if this was released in the States. I'm certain it was, but I don't remember hearing of anyone who had it before. So maybe you did. You have to let me know. But up here... This was a big deal. But you may remember Pro Stars as a Saturday morning cartoon that featured Wayne Gretzky along with Bo Jackson and Michael Jordan. But the serial came out in 1984. What makes this one stand out is 
it's arguably a healthy cereal in the middle of all these novelty cereals. It was a whole grain cereal with a touch of honey with stars, made out of stars with holes in the middle. The cereal also came with hockey cards. And that also leads to the greatest moment of my young life. I've told this story here before. Pro Star Cereal ran a campaign in 1984 where you would send in the box tops. Remember, proof of purchase, you'd have to send in the box tops. And the first prize was to actually meet Wayne Gretzky. So, spoiler alert, I didn't win that. But I won third prize in our, whatever it was, regional or provincial competition, which was a brand new pair of shoes from a still somewhat new company called Nike. So, you don't understand how the trajectory of a kid's life can be trained or changed when he walks into school with shoes that no one else could get. These were like the vintage blue suede Nikes with the swoop. This was unbelievable to me. So Pro Stars, though, was, again, one of those cereals we were actually allowed to have because, you know, it was Gretzky endorsed and it had athletic connections and it was promoted as being healthy, as healthy as a cereal could get. So it was kind of in the, the, the realm of Honey Nut Cheerios. So this was one of the few things we were actually able to have when it came out right when we wanted it. So Pro Star is forever loved by me. Number two. Nothing could tear me away from my Count Chocula cereal. Who's that? Good morning. Real Dracula. For real? May I have some? You can have mine. I'll sink my teeth into what? The delicious chocolatey marshmallows and Count Chocula cereal. Oh, yeah. And it's part of this complete breakfast, too. How about a monster for breakfast today? For real? So that was Count Chocula, but this is for the whole monster family cereal and one of the first, you know, cereal universes, if you want to think about it, between Count Chocula, Booberry, and Frankenberry. So not only did I love these, but it's a pretty interesting story. And I'm not sure if you knew, like, Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and my personal favorite, Booberry, but did you know there were actually a few more that rounded out this monster cereal universe? The monster cereals first started in the early 70s with Count Chocula, whose official name was Count Alfred Chocula and the strawberry-flavored Frankenberry. The idea is that they would base the cereals on a cartoon version of a classic monster movie. Frankenberry ran into some problems in the early 70s. I'll try and keep this clean, but some of the pigment they used to turn the cereal pink was causing kids' uh, bathroom trips to turn pink too. I'll leave it at that. Booberry was introduced in 1973 and helped to swing the whole line into popularity heading into the 80s. This is when the lesser-known other monster cereals made their debut, which included Fruit Brute, which was discontinued in 1982, and replaced by Yummy Mummy. Yummy Mummy replaced it in 1987 and lasted all the way till 1992. So there's some weird crossover stuff here. So I thought I had a good grasp on all cereals, but I had never heard of Fruit Brute or Yummy Mummy before. Again, we didn't get everything up here, but I don't remember commercials for these. Maybe you do. 
These series were pretty much discontinued into the 2000s, but in 2010, they started to re-release them around Halloween each year for a couple months. I know I jump all over them when I see them hit the shelves. In August 2013, they decided to release all five of the monster cereals, which included Yummy Mummy and Fruit Brute, which had not been seen on shelves for more than 25 years. What a time to be alive. Okay, my number one cereal of the 80s. cereal to you. New E.T. cereal, made with E.T.'s favorite flavors, chocolate and real peanut butter, shaped like E's and T's. New E.T. cereal, a glowing part of this good breakfast. Not only is this my favorite cereal of the 80s, it may be my favorite cereal of all time. E.T. was obviously a huge hit in 1982, and there was some merchandising done, and I only wish I had time to go into the disaster that was the E.T. Atari video game. I've got a whole show about that if you want to go check it out. But this serial didn't come out until two years after the movie. It was made by General Mills, and was a two-grain crunchy combination of peanut butter and chocolate. It's been a while since I've had it, but I can still practically taste this cereal. Unlike the confusing 8s in C-3PO cereal, E.T. cereal was made up of little E's and T's. And now I wonder if they just ripped off that to make Mr. T cereal, whatever. A lot of shadiness in the breakfast cereal game. As good as this cereal was, I'm hoping you remember it, it only lasted a year. So I'm thankful I got to try it when I did. Nothing would capture the imagination of my taste buds like this again until Reese cereal which is a close second and one of my top three of all time. So let's finish it there. I hope you like this look back on some classic 1980s cereals and hopefully you tried all these or you have your favorites of your own. So as we finish, I just wanted to quickly mention patreon.com, which is a platform to help support small independent podcasts like this. So it starts as little as like a few bucks a month, but there are different levels and tiers and with each tier comes different audio rewards. So say at the Boba Fett level, you get access to the Everything 80s Movie Club. There will be a new episode coming out soon there. The hint I will give you is Twinkie Wiener Sandwich. Okay, that's it, probably gives it right away. So, and I also wanted to welcome a few new members, including Patrick D, PTX Family, Matt G, thank you for supporting and being a part of patreon.com. So if you wanna learn more and just see what the different tiers are about and all the stuff we have going on over there, you can go to patreon.com slash 80s, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash 80S, or wherever you're listening to this on, in the show notes or description, there'll be a link that'll take you right there. Okay, that's it for me. Thank you for listening. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Don't you dare miss it.